0: Lord, open our hearts
1: and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the Scriptures are read and your Word proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. And let God's people say, Amen. Our Scripture reading today comes from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 2, verses 13 through 23. Now after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up. Take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night and went to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Out of Egypt I have called my son. When Herod saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, he was infuriated and he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had learned from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they are no more. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who are seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there, and after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene.
0: To the word of God, to the people of God. Thanks be to God. So things might feel a little bit backwards
1: because today we're covering what happened after the wise men showed up and it'll be next week when we actually talk about the wise men showing up for Epiphany. But today's... Story reminds us of part of the Christmas story that we often leave out. And we leave it out because it doesn't really fit in with everything that we think of as part of Christmas. That we think about joy and giving and we think about all the happy things and
0: a king being born to set us free. We don't often include oppression and genocide as part of the Christmas story. But here they are. And I think it helps to be a stark reminder of why the Christmas story exists in the first place. Because it's easy for us to say, well, this is a far-off Event and it was a different time, and things have changed. And it's nice to think that, but it's another to know that they really haven't. What we have in this story is something that happens over and over and over again. And it's someone in power being afraid. Herod has all the power that he could want. And yet he's still wanting more. And he's deathly afraid of losing it. So when wise men show up to tell him that a king has been born, and it's a king that's going to set the people free, and a king that's going to rule over the Israelites, Herod knows this is going to be a problem. Because that's his territory. That means that he's going to be ruling over his people. And he's not about to lose the power that he has gained. So the initial plan is find out where the child is. Hunt down
1: this child, kill him before he can ever stake his claim as king. The problem is the wise men are warned and they take off before ever reporting back to Herod. Herod, knowing that he's been betrayed, decides that maybe it's just going to be easier to make sure that no child
0: rises up to become king. That no child can challenge his power. Joseph gets yet another dream. Joseph seems to have quite
1: a few dreams in these days, and luckily Joseph is smart enough to listen to them.
0: And he gets a warning, run. Take your family and go. Because things are about to get ugly. And so in the night, Joseph takes his family and flees the country. And the newborn king becomes a refugee. A child without a home. A stranger in a strange land simply hoping to survive. Which is a better fate than those who are left behind. Every child two and under, every male child is killed out of fear. And we like to think that things are different now, but
1: the story it tells is an age-old story. Someone in power was afraid of losing power, so they did whatever it took to keep it. And that's still happening today. Every time we see somebody that gains power they didn't have before, they will do whatever it takes most of the time to keep that power. And the more that they love that power, the more that they abuse
0: it, and the more they abuse the power, the more they want to hold on to it. And the world becomes a dangerous place for those that have no power. And the interesting thing is that Herod wanted
1: the Christ child dead Because of all of the things that we celebrate.
0: All of the words of the prophets that we look back on with pride and with joy are the same things that drove Herod to genocide. Because if he truly was the king of kings, then there was no place for Herod. He was going to be the prince of peace. That left no room for Herod's kind of rule. If he was a wonderful counselor, there'd be no more need for Herod's decrees. And if he was born to set the people free, it means they would be free from Herod's rule. Everything that we think of as the joyous parts of Christmas caused him to be scared. And I think that's one of the reasons that we are so often told that we aren't to seek power, but we're to humble ourselves because power has a way of corrupting anyone. Because once we have power, We want more power. And once we have power over others, we don't want to let it go. And it's a reminder that Christmas is a story about hope for the powerless. It's not a story of hope for those who are rich and wealthy and have built up great
1: houses for themselves and have done all sorts of things to make themselves great and have done all
0: sorts of things to steal from those who have the least. It's not a story to celebrate those who have
1: built up so much wealth that they don't have to think about anything. It's a reminder that when we build up wealth and we build up power, it
0: leads us to do some terrible things. that the story of Christmas is about the poor and the downtrodden. It's about the immigrant and the refugee. It's about people who could only dream of having power over anything. And it's about hope. That's about hope because the one thing that Herod wanted desperately to destroy and couldn't was hope. The hope that even if Herod were to destroy all the children he could, that there would still be something out there and that God would still find a way. That no matter how bad things got, God would make things better. That God would look at those who had the least of everything. And give them the most. Because the story of Christ is an interesting story that is a set of bookends. Because we start with the birth and that it gives us hope because there is a new creation and there is something there for us to believe in. And it's quickly followed by those in power wanting to kill anything that might give the people hope. And yet when we come to the cross, we find people in power wanting to kill whatever may give the people hope. And they think they can kill it and they think they can win. But on the other side of that destruction is once again rebirth and creation. Christ rises to remind us hope cannot be destroyed.
1: That the hope that was born on Christmas Day was not one that could simply be buried, that
0: could be hidden away, that you couldn't drive it out forever, and that you couldn't hide it. And then even if you kill it, it rises again. Because the story is one that reminds us that God will always
1: find a way to deliver His people out of whatever problems they may have, whatever sufferings they may have, whatever persecutions they may face. Christmas is about the slave being set free. It's about the immigrant and the refugee
0: finding a home. It is about the poor being filled with good things and good news being brought to the oppressed. It is about finding hope in a situation that should be hopeless. And it's about finding love in a place where love shouldn't be found. Because it's love that conquers all of those things. Love drives out the fears. Love removes the anger. Love removes the hatred. Love gives the homeless a home. Love gives the hungry something to eat. Love breaks the chains of the oppressed. Love binds us together as a people who know
1: that God will deliver us from whatever troubles may come our ways. Because the love that was born on Christmas guides us and leads us and reminds us of the salvation we find on the cross.
0: Because that love cannot die. But it will be tested. Not every test is going to be as drastic as the murder of children. Not every test is going to be as heartbreaking as a crucifixion. But love will always be tested. And the way that love wins is to always have hope. Hope that God can make something good come out of something terrible. That God can see us through to find a new day. And that there will always be a light in the darkness. As long as we believe and have hope that God's love will always prevail. That even in a flight for survival, we know that the story goes on. And that the story told of Christmas Day goes on to this day. Of the hope and the love born in our hearts that we carry with us all the days of our lives. Amen.